We might be too young to have a spotted cow, but we are both diehard Packers fans. I could talk about this for hours. He was my legend. He was my quarterback one. Taysom Hill, forever in my heart. We have a kind of a reputation of being the young, the young diehard fans. How is that, Dr. Pepper Taysom? Amazing. Hey, good. Let's keep it under 25 minutes, all right? The pack is back, baby. The elite pack. Two and one on two and oh, two and oh on the season. Four preseason games, two and oh on the 2021 season. Mason Crosby kicking the game winner. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams just lighting it up. And Mason Crosby getting the game winner. Big B repping him today. Big B, welcome to the show. Oh, so now I'm a guest. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, what a night last night. Man, I have not stopped smiling. It's been that was such an amazing, amazing night. Yeah, isn't that crazy work? So I was just thinking this morning, like we're we're really back in that mindset now. I guess I, I would call it mentally ill. Um <laughs> to put it lightly. Um hopefully that doesn't offend anybody. But probably, it, probably does. Probably say about, you know, say about anything and it offend somebody. Probably, so. probably. You're probably right on that. But um <laughs> We are at this point now where your our mood is directly determined by how the Packers perform on Sunday. And if you're like me and Big B uh, and many others out there about any sports teams, I'd consider you mentally ill. But <laughs> we're proud about it. Oh, yes. Very proud. Like, you know, a great mood today. Uh, driving to school today. I was able to I, I went to bed around 2.30, uh, but I, I got up at seven, brewed me some coffee, uh, had some cinnamon toast crunch, and then I was off uh, to on my way to school on time. So, you know, the backers, they just make everything in life go right. Oh, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about that incredible 30 to 28 win in San Fran. The Packers finally getting the best against a healthy San Fran um, and a great defense. So let's start it off here. We're going to kind of have a lot of points um, and kind of go through the chronological order of the game and bring up some points uh, that we'd like to uh, – that we noticed throughout the game. So let's start off here. I was so excited to see the offense starting off fast. Um, they received yep. the ball to open the game. And, man, uh, I believe it was third down, third and short. And this was typically a player on it. I was thinking, you know, all right, we're going to go three and out here. We're going to try some stupid play. It's either going to be a run that gets stuffed or Aaron Rodgers is going to try to go for 30. Um, he did try to go for 30, but this time he succeeded and got a 42-yard uh, pass to Alan Lazard on the opening drive. So that was a big, big-time play. Yeah, what a way to open up a game. Primetime game against somebody who got kicked two times previously when they're all healthy. It's a great way to start. Right, right. And really staying in the rhythm, that drive ended off with a field goal, uh, and then the Packers were able to stop San Fran. Um, also in this first quarter here, Yash Nyman, uh, he, he, in the first quarter, he had his troubles. He had a face mask penalty on that first drive that moved them back 15 yards in the red zone, and then he also had a holding penalty a few plays later. So he had his struggles early on. But, man, Yash, Yash, 
you you played some good football out there last night. Man, that I was shocked at how well he played. Yeah, and look, really, look, every, he was looking like David Bakhtiari out there. Who's that? I don't know. I, I, I just heard his sure name we're talking about the best. Here. I'm pretty sure we're talking about the best offensive lineman on the Packers. I'm not sure who David Bakhtiari is. Yeah, I heard his name on Twitter. I don't know. I okay. just figured he was important or something. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll have to look him up a little bit later. Um, yeah. Josh Nyman. Uh, though, so really the whole offensive line, really looking at this, compared to last year where you had what, uh, three all pros, three pro bowlers at the very least. I think Corey actually missed pro bowler. Pro, doesn't matter. You had left tackle, all pro David Bakhtiari, left guard Elton Jenkins, pro bowler, one of the best offensive linemen in the league. And then Corey Lindsley as well, on the all on the left side. Um, and then who, who did start it all season? Oh, Lucas Patrick at right guard and then Billy Turner. So he really saw it off in the line. Turn that over to this year and whether it's due to injuries or competition, um, a really different offensive line that held up pretty well. Yash um, getting the start uh, offensive tackle with both Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari out. Uh, Royce Newman getting – or John Runyon Jr. getting the start at left guard. And although he was active for a lot of the time last year and he got his playing time, he still is really inexperienced. Um, and then you had the center, Josh Myers, straight out of college, second-round draft pick, starting in his third NFL game and playing flawlessly. Um, and then Royce Newman at right guard and then Billy Turner, the veteran, at right tackle. So for five, four, four out of the five offensive linemen for the Packers to be pretty inexperienced and to hold up very well against this incredible, uh, very talented 49ers front seven only allowing one sack and two QB hits. The the pressure was definitely a factor more than those just uh, one sack plays. Um, but Aaron Rodgers was able to avoid that. They came out with a great game plan, running a lot of screen passes, getting the ball out quick, uh, and that was ultimately uh, the key to getting them 30 points. Against yeah, and I think that a quick passing game helped the O-line a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, they're inexperienced, might as well just get that nice, amazing quick pass. And I would like to see more of that quick pass in games this year. Yeah, especially uh, without David Bakhtiari. And I, I really did, I did not expect the Packers to do that. I just – I didn't – uh, expect Matt, Matt LaFleur to be able to do that. And I, I thought, um, just like many others this uh, this week prior to the game, I, I was I was pretty nervous. Uh, I guess I think it's fair to say, uh, I mean, if you look back at the content we put out this the week prior, uh, I think it's fair to say we underestimated the 2021 Packers yes. and how, how they would play in this game. So, that was really exciting, and like I said, they were playing in rhythm on offense, and they stuck with that game plan through all four quarters. Amazing to watch. Um, also on that first drive, I feel like what's not being talked about enough is uh, – or maybe it was the second drive. It was the touchdown drive, uh, the first touchdown drive in the first quarter, and it's third down again, third and pretty long, maybe third and ten, 
and Aaron Rodgers finds Devontae Adams running down the one-yard line, two defenders on him, double-covered, and he just sneaks it right in the pocket. Incredible throw. Come in. Man, that that was vintage Aaron Rodgers at his finest. Yep. That that play reminded me of the um Richard Rodgers touchdown versus the Cowboys, I mm. think, in the playoff game. Oh, yeah. That's what it reminded me of. And I just got so excited, so happy to see finally vintage Aaron Rodgers on my television. Yeah, I mean, he just threads the needle perfectly, and you're like, oh, my God, why is he throwing that? And it turns out to be an incredible, perfect place pass. Uh, so there's that. There, there's a lot of praising for the Packers offensive line and Matt LaFleur. Uh, then on the defensive side of the ball, I was really excited to see um, Kevin Keene. Oh, I, need be, <laughs> I need to be careful with – I was saying I was really excited to see – and then I was going to, like, throw throw another part in there. I was really excited to see Eric Stokes play him, but then I, I was going to explain why Eric Stokes was in more, but then I realized <laughs> I was saying I'm I'm really excited to see this guy was sick. Um, but Eric St- or Kevin Keene was out with an illness, so that meant uh, a great opportunity presented for Eric Stokes starting at cornerback number two, which he will hopefully eventually work his way into uh completely um in the time being sometime soon sometime soon enough i think he had a great performance uh i had those two had those two tic tacky uh passing appearance calls that i don't really agree with but otherwise he had a phenomenal game yeah and we'll we'll talk about the ref uh the officiating in a little bit here and i mean if we if we lost this game and that that kick, that final kick, it, it was literally there's a picture of it where the 49ers defender, it literally almost looks like that his finger tipped the ball. I mean, <laughs> he is literally, let me get it in frame here. This is the ball. This is a 49ers defender's hand. It is so close. So close. And I just can't, if and if we didn't have – if that got blocked, if one of those passes over the middle to Devontae didn't work, Aaron Rodgers got sacked on that last drive, who knows what ty- type of episode we're having right now. I mean, if that – if we lost this game um, because of something stupid, bonkers that happened in the fourth quarter, this would be such a depressing week because of how well this team played and for them to still go out and lose because of just one or two crazy plays, that would have been really sad. And we'd definitely be talking a lot more about the officiating. Oh, yes. um, but really excited to see Eric Stokes uh, show some more promise at cornerback number two. Next up, um, I got Preston Smith. What do you, you know? What have you thought of Preston Smith here? Is it Ari Smith being out, and that gives uh, some more starting roles to uh, Rashawn Gary and uh, Preston Smith as well? 
Yeah, I thought Preston had a had a very, very, very good game, getting the pressure on the quarterback a lot. It just seemed like he was always in a perfect position to make a play. And he's really stepped up this year in the first three games, and it seems like he has improved. Maybe it's because he slimmed down a bit this offseason. Mm-hmm. But I'm just excited for Zadarius to come back, having Preston playing like how he's playing, Gary, who had one and a half sacks, um, this game and have Zadarius there. Like, yep. this is about to be fun. Yes. And that pass rushing trio, who, I mean, they were, uh, Preston and Gary were almost, I mean, Preston, I like what I saw from him last week. But at this point in the season, the pass rushing uh, was, was pretty invisible. But Preston Smith, all throughout these three weeks, really, and even in Jacksonville, he was doing a really good job at setting the edge. Um, and like you mentioned, further down the line here, I think Joe's buried defense might be pretty exciting to watch. And this this game gave me a lot more hope, obviously, than the past two games have. A lot more hope uh, that it can actually be something good. Um, there is a lot of good stops, and for this team, they couldn't they couldn't handle Trey Lance um, on that touchdown before half, but. I really like uh, this this performance from the Packers defense. Um, impressed and the and the interior defensive line actually played well. They didn't play great, but they played better than last week at least. Kingsley Kiki yeah. had a better game. Tyler Lancaster balled Tyler out. Lancaster. Like he's playing the game of his life. Yeah, man. Was there was incredible. There was... Yeah, there was a few plays where he just ran right past that center, Alex Mack, the veteran, too. So, like, uh, I, I love the play uh, Lancaster, Lowry, and Slayton, where they were all where they all get to grapple. I'm like, wow, what 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 the quite the trio there. Yeah, I was like, okay, this game's done. This game's done. You got Tyler Lancaster balling <laughs> out. Tredaryl Slayton's in the backfield. Like, oh my god! And then that Kenny Clark. Um, play where he just demolished I think the center on that yeah oh right away that was beautiful that was absolutely beautiful yeah and I almost forgot Kenny Clark what a game for that man round of applause for Kenny Clark right there I mean great in the run game uh putting pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo quite a bit and I'll tell you what he was the best 97 at Levi's Levi Stadium last night so Great game from Kenny Clark and uh, most most of the rest of the Packers defense. Okay, uh, Big B, well, this is a, a interesting choice here for you. I'll let you pick what we talk about next. Would you rather talk about the officiating or special teams? Oh man, we're gonna get to either any either. Uh, either way, but man. Um... I guess special teams, because that includes Mason Crosby as well. Let's Hopefully. talk about special teams. Yeah, let's go. We got two goods. We got one bad. I guess one and a half bad. Uh, let's start off with the good news here. Corey Bohick is um, the Boho Blast. Yes. Uh, yeah, he had a pretty nice game. Uh, his longest was 63 yards, uh, averaging 54 yards on three punts. So, great game from Corey. Definitely an improvement over uh, J.K. Scott. And, I mean, he's definitely seemed more consistent 
um, thus far through three weeks. And now we just got to see if he can carry over that cold weather success he had in Buffalo two years ago or uh, last year, whenever he was with Buffalo, if he can carry over that uh, great success he had um, in that cold weather climate to now Green Bay that J.K. Scott really struggled with. Uh, next up, we got Amari Rogers at punt returner. Man, Amari, I have a lot of faith in you. I really want you to succeed. I really want you to prove the doubters wrong, be a gadget piece of Matt LaFleur's offense, and then just be it going berserk on punt returns. Um, and, I, you know, I didn't expect him to have much of a role in Matt LaFleur's offense pretty early on, and that's that's been the result so far. But even the punt returns where he's getting his opportunities going out there as a rookie, I, I won't say it's looked bad, but I'd, I, I'd certainly like to see more from him. Um, he, I, I know he, there was one point where he almost fumbled it or maybe didn't almost fumble it, but he didn't catch it completely. And he really seems to be trying to do too much, trying to go to the side instead of just running forward. And if you play Madden, you know, you just got to run forward and hope a gap opens up somewhere. Um, so there, there's my Madden knowledge. I, I got to make at least a few Madden uh, references per day. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's Mari. We already talked about the field goal getting blocked, but Mason Crosby, thank you. Thank you so much. I cannot believe how blessed we are with Mason Crosby on the Packers. I feel like we say that a lot this year. <laughs> Um, because yep. there's so many, there's been a few games that have been completely blown by kickers. Um, so to have Mason Crosby get a 54 yarder and, uh, a few years ago, 2018, was it where we were playing San Fran at home? Mason Crosby also had a game winner against them, right? Yep. That was the, yep. I was at that game. We had, a, had that game winner perfect on the day coming off that, game against Detroit where he missed uh, everything. So that was a great game for Crosby a couple right. years ago. That's right. I remember because I, I played – I can't I can't remember exactly what it was, but I put on – oh, okay. Yeah, I put – after that Detroit game where he missed five field goals, um, I put like – I made a graphic with Mason Crosby with a blue logo, and I said Detroit Lions MVP. I, I was really angry. But then the <laughs> next week, well, Mason goes out there and redeems himself against San Fran for a game winner on Monday night football. <laughs> it's Monday, right? Yep. yep, uh, yep, yep. That, then I, I changed that graphic around and I just like do, did some clearly bad sketching of green over it and said Packers <laughs> MVP. So that whatever, you know, Mason Crosby, he's just got to show the Niners what's up every once in a while. Yeah. Um. What a fun game. That, that was a great fun game. Uh, we'll, we'll talk here about the officiating. Then we'll talk about our uh, friend, Ronald McDonald, better known as Norm. Um, and then uh, we'll talk about the NFC North, which I'm so excited to get to. Oh, boy. All right. All right. Uh, any, any thoughts you want to add on uh, the great, glorious special teams? Um. Go special teams. Go special teams. I know if Corey was listening, uh, Corey Banky, 
the Chiefs at TV. If he was listening, he he definitely turned it off 10 minutes ago when I mentioned special teams. Like oh, yeah. He was going to give us a chance. We would talk about special teams, or I talked about special teams for five minutes. As soon as he heard Corey Bohorek was, he, he turned that off. Yep. Or probably blocked on Twitter now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Awful officiated game. That's what it says on my script here. So a pretty bad uh, game from the referees. That was literally the only bad takeaway I have the, from this game. There's plenty to mention in putting that I'm probably forgetting, but there's four that definitely stick out to me. You have the Jair Alexander roughing the passer on Jimmy Garoppolo. You have the Eric Stokes two pass interference calls. The Jimmy Garoppolo intentional grounding um, a play before the 49ers touched him before half. And then Devontae Adams gets hit uh, helmet helmet in the fourth quarter. All four of these were pretty bad. But, yeah. es- but especially the Eric Stokes pass interference where, I mean, from a live shot, live angle, I kind of thought that he, like, pushed his arm down. When you look – but when you get it from a better angle, you see the dude tapped his hand. Yeah. It, it, was, it was pretty ridiculous. I don't, I don't understand anymore. Really, I, I really just don't understand. Yeah, and early on, the, the Packers had some pass interference calls that went their way, and I, I even I kind of thought those were a little bit ridiculous. Um, and then, so yeah, the Eric Stokes one was pretty bad, especially because he was in a really, a really great game. Um, the one... Uh, the one where it was in the end zone, though, and he, he kind of held on. That that was definitely called for, definitely deserving yeah. of penalty there. Um, and then J- the Jair Alexander roughing the passer was also ridiculous to me. I have no clue what he's supposed to do. Uh, I mean, and it, it kind of looked like Garoppolo kind of went like this too. Yeah, like like what are you supposed to do? Kind of dumb. Yeah. yeah. I just- I, I I don't like and Chris Collinsworth saw on the mic saying, well, if he was you see he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, here's a guy who's a cornerback <laughs> and he doesn't know how to tackle the quarterback after he's throwing the ball. If he was a defensive lineman, he'd know those correct techniques. The techniques to do what? The techniques <laughs> to make sure Jimmy Garoppolo's feelings don't get hurt. Come yeah. on. Come on. Anyway, and I, I don't remember, but Jair could have easily been trying to knock the ball down because Garoppolo yeah. was in right. mid-throwing motion. Yeah, I mean, if I remember correctly, Jair was – he wasn't necessarily jumping, but he was kind of up in the air or at least uh, some something similar to that elevated. Yeah. I, I, I just have, don't understand – how how he's supposed to how he's supposed to do anything at that uh, point in time. Yeah. All right. So um, it was a full four four quarter game. Let, let's we got to get some good points off of here to end it off. So we're not talking about the officiating to end off the game recap. It was a full four quarter game for the Green Bay Packers playing against a really tough, talented team. Um, some turnovers. There was pretty much bright spots from everybody. A lot of promise shown. Cannot 
wait, now, now we're full on ready for this season. Um, any, any final thoughts you want to add on this game, Big B? Um, Devondre Campbell had a very nice night as well, continuing on his um, strong start to the season. It look, looking like a great addition. To the yeah, yeah, team. yeah. Uh, did Chris Barnes ever did, uh, come back to the game? I don't think so. Okay. But I think so, he got a concussion and he was out for the game. Okay, that would make sense. Um, so shout out to Ty Summers and Oren Brookson because I didn't notice them enough, apparently. <laughs> um, all right, now we got to talk about our friend Norman here. So you probably have seen him, uh, whether it's on ESPN, on your Twitter feed, somewhere you've seen his picture after the 49ers score a video. Uh, and we'll play it here of after the 49ers scored to take the lead. <laughs> Norm says it don't matter. The Packers got Aaron Rodgers on the sideline. And you know what? It didn't matter because the Packers obviously went down three plays, 47 yards. Mason Crosby nails it. So, Norm, that was fantastic to see him go viral. Um, yeah. Officially Hollywood. Officially, officially Hollywood. Packer fan Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. Right on the wall. The, uh, the Packers fan walk of fame, really. Yeah. I, 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 hopefully we'll earn a star on that one day. Okay. But, I mean, yeah, from the looks, Norm looks like from our, our group chat, the messages he's sent in our group chat, looked like he had a phenomenal time out there in California. Uh, quite the adventure for him. He lives all the way in Chicago. So, um, I, he's been to the last two games. So, he, he's, he's a lucky duck. Yes. Uh, but yeah, he made it on to the Pat McAfee show, uh, ESPN socials. So that was and absolutely think, hilarious. And I'm pretty sure the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel wrote an article about it mm. and interviewed him for, for that. So that's pretty cool as well. Oh, they actually interviewed him. That's great. So shout out to Norm. Now we got some NFC North failures, like usual. Man, the poor Lions. It's it's so sad, man. I've I haven't been around on this earth for too long compared to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make anybody feel old. I'm not, I'm just 16. All right, that's that's not <laughs> long. All right, um, but seeing the Lions lose week in and week out on tragic circumstances, it's it's not even to the point where like if it happens to the Vikings, like yes, I am so glad that the Vikings fans get to live in misery for the next week. Like, <laughs> I, I hope they cry tonight at dinner. Hopefully that's not too harsh. But I, I really love seeing Vikings fans tears. But with the Lions, like, wow, those poor guys. <laughs> what, do, what do they have to live for at this point for Detroit football? And I love seeing – after the, the first Aaron Rodgers, Hail Mary, um, I love seeing the Lions fans' reactions just in disbelief. And then this week, they play really close with Baltimore for the entire game. Played a really good game. Uh, Jamal Williams had a, a few good plays while I was watching on the red zone. Had that touchdown, baby! Jamal Williams got that goal! Let's go! And then in this one, when Justin Tucker sets 
new NFL record for the longest field goal kick? Was it 66 or 68? Do you remember? 66. Okay, so 66. In the old home of Matt Prater, um, he sets the new league record to win the game. And in an epic fashion, it bounces first off the crossbar and then back in only at Ford Field in Detroit. Only to the Lions, man. That it's was, almost laughable at this point. It really. is. It, it's it laughable, really is. and then it's sad. Yeah. You know what else is rare, very laughable? The Bears only uh, totaling for 47, 47 yards of offense. Um, so, fun fact here. Just on that last uh, drive that set up Mason Crosby's field goal, the two plays to Devontae Adams, the Packers totaled 42 yards. So in two plays that took up 32 seconds of the game, the Packers had more or only five less offensive yards than the Bears did all game against Cleveland. Bravo. That should tell you, that should tell you how their season is going, by the way. Yes. Bravo, the offensive genius, the Andy Reid Despo. Matt Nagy, offensive mastermind, <laughs> 47 yards off. It's hilarious. Oh, boy. Unfortunately, the Minnesota Vikings won. They have the Browns next week. But the Packers on top of the NFC North, and hopefully for uh, – I will stay that way for the next 14 weeks. Packers win in epic fashion against San Fran. They'll be taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers back in Green Bay this upcoming Sunday. Should be a fun one. Big B, any final thoughts you want to add on this great, 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 great game? Packers are going to run the table. Go Paco. <laughs> it's already run the table time, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks so much, everybody, for watching or listening. Tune in wherever. Uh, make sure to follow us on all the social medias. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll see you later. As always, go Pack Go. Woo!